this week's Pilch Point with Avram Pilch is proudly powered by Pure VPN. Uh, speaking of obfuscation, <laughs> uh, sometimes you want to uh, obfuscate your internet history, your internet browsing, uh, whether you're trying to keep Facebook and Google from tracking your moves uh, for whatever weird thing they're tracking it for, or you want to keep your browsing history private from your internet service provider, uh, PureVPN is a great way to do that. Um, and also, uh, it allows you to report that you're physically somewhere else. So when we were at Collision a couple months ago, we wanted to be able to watch Hulu. We couldn't, but with PureVPN, we could say we were still home and still use our Hulu. And right now, uh, for our viewers, we've got a really great deal. Instead of $10.95 a month, uh, you can get uh, two years of pure VPN service for $2.88 a month. That is a 74% savings and a really great deal. And you can find out all about that by going to pilchpoint.live slash purevpn. So we, we have talked, Avram, about a little project that you've been working on. Um, but I know that there's a lot of stuff in addition to the little arcade cabinet there there's other stuff that goes into uh playing yeah. games right yeah so i wanted to talk about uh just how easy it is relatively speaking although there's some challenges these days to set up your own retro arcade system uh and when i say retro arcade system i mean not just arcade games but the ability to play um, to play Nintendo game to play Nintendo 64 games, SNES games, Atari 2600 games. There's at least uh, ten different systems, maybe a dozen systems that you can easily emulate. Uh, and of course, you can do this on a PC uh, by going and downloading some of these emulators. There are a few different sites devoted to this, um, but uh, the one thing a lot of people like to do with their Raspberry Pi, and you'll forgive me for being a big Pi promoter, is uh, is to is to use is to use them to create emulation systems because that way you can actually combine them with physical hardware like like a joystick and buttons, uh, like an old-fashioned joystick and buttons, or you can um, or you can, at the very least, attach it to your TV, you know, spend $35 on a Raspberry Pi and turn it into a console without uh, using your, your PC to do it, uh, which is good if you have kids. So, you know, I, I've shown not long ago that I have a couple of things that do this. Um, here is um, here's one that I built that I built myself. Um, so this, uh, you know, I, this system here uses a Raspberry Pi 3B. You can see if you open it up here, uh, that's what's inside. And uh, all the joystick, all the little arcade buttons here connect to a USB controller board on the inside, uh, as does the uh, as is the, the joystick. Um, one thing that's a little bit limitation about the, the controller that I, USB controller I used is I had to find a way of routing a USB cable, so I had to cut holes in the box just to have this ugly cable going on the outside, which is kind of lame. Um, but um, 
the bottom line is you can do this kind of thing for real cheap. Uh, and the software, the emulation software is free. So where do you go to, what do you do if you want to get started? Uh, first of all, you should, um, first of all, if you don't own a Raspberry Pi, you should get one. Um, now, normally I'm a big proponent of getting the latest and greatest, which would be the Raspberry Pi 4. But as of this date, uh, the emulation software, the leading emulation platforms, which for Raspberry Pi, which are called RetroPie and Laka, are both not, don't have a release version that supports the Raspberry Pi 4. I have an article up on um, Tom's hardware that explains how you can use the beta version of Laka, or you can kind of hack RetroPie 4 to work on the Raspberry Pi 4. Uh, but if you want to make your life easy and, and uh, if you get a Raspberry Pi 3B, those will work out of the box at this moment because the release software works with them. Um, so if you say, and I think of those two, RetroPie is definitely the more popular. You can get it at uh, retropie.org. And you actually don't even have to install it. You can download a micro SD card image, uh, burn, as in write the image to a micro SD card, stick it into your a Raspberry Pi, connect your Raspberry Pi to power and your TV and a controller, uh, a standard Xbox or PlayStation controller will do. Um, and, and you're off and running. Now, the other thing you have to do, obviously, is have ROMs. Uh, ROMs are what you call ripped cartridges or discs uh, that ran on... Uh, that were originally made to run on uh, the original system, whether that was an arcade machine like old Space Invaders or uh, or it was a Nintendo cartridge or an Atari cartridge or a Sega CD. Um, now, technically speaking, uh, downloading such things is a at best a legal gray area, probably really... Um, Probably not. Probably not something we can recommend. Uh, but a lot of people do download their ROMs from various sites. You can search for yourself. Uh, or uh, if you ha own some of those cartridges and you're able to to rip them um, into ROMs, you can you, you can use those. Um, but the results are pretty impressive once you get some games up and running. And you copy them over to your RetroPie box. Uh, I mean, it's just really easy. It, the even with the Raspberry Pi 3B, which is just a sing, which is just you know, a one gigabyte of RAM and you know, not the world's fastest computer, it can run, you know, up to. I think SNES games or even Game Boy games, uh, Atari games, regular old arcade games. Commodore 64 really, really, really well. Um, and of course, it gets a lot more fun once you, if you buy a kit that allows you to build something like this, or you can get a more complete kit like like I have here. Oh, it's a plug in. Ah, the, uh, this is the Picade that I've shown before. Um, this 
you can get this in a version for the Raspberry Pi 3, but they sent me the one for the 4, so I'm having a little trouble getting the software to work because, as I said, uh, you have to hack it a little bit, which I did, but now it won't boot, so i got to reinstall it because um, they give you the pieces to make the machine, but uh, you got to provide, you got to download the free software yourself. So, um, as I said, right now, Pi 4 is not totally, is not really supported. So while you can use it, you got to kind of change some files and it, not everything works well. But um, if you have a 3, you can get a model that works with a 3 and you can build an arcade machine like this. This, this thing costs, uh, I think, a, around $200 to to build this to build this box but um if you just want to get the parts to make a joystick and you want to get a box or something then you're talking about maybe you know 30 40 dollars to make something to make something like this um you know if you already have the raspberry pi which itself is about 30 bucks so um you know i just wanted to mention that because it's something my son and i have had a ton of fun with uh, he really enjoys playing the old classic games, um, and uh, and it's been really easy to to set these up and get up and running, and be able to expose him to all kinds of things that all kinds of games that I played in my youth. Which we we've talked a number of times about some of the the benefits of that, you know the. The lack of DRM and or not DRM uh, DLC and stuff like that. So uh, it's yeah, they're I complete. Mean, they're complete games in one package, which is fun. There's no, hey, you can't do this. It it's funny because my son has gotten a real. He's seven and he's gotten a real sense of like what constitutes an arcade game versus a regular video game. Mm. So he was playing a game on his Sphero Bolt. Uh, which is a, you know, which is a robotic ball, uh, but it's interesting because now they have uh, an app where you can use the Sphero Bolt ball as a controller, and it, the app looks a lot like Galaga. You're running, you have like a little, a little spaceship, and you got to shoot asteroids and aliens, right? And you do it by moving the ball around. And he said, you know, I thought that, I realized this is an arcade game, which means you just keep going until you die. There's no end of the game. Uh huh. And, and that's kind of his definition of an arcade game. It's a never-ending game, um, which, you know, when you think about it... Not bad. Get, um, today's games, a lot of them have an end. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a story that ends. But uh, the story of Dig Dug never ends until, <laughs> until you die. You'll be popping. You'll be violently ma- causing, you know, causing little lizards to explode dropping rocks on violently on these things i don't know what you call them uh until uh until you eventually succumb but um you know you'll be eating little dots and pac-man until eventually the ghost gets you it's just it's like life's a maze and then you die but um (laughs) That's but, uh, that's interesting. All I can say for the all you can all I can say for the parents out there is that uh, building a retro system is a great like thing you you can do with your kids, and then you can 
give them a taste of the things that you uh, you played when you were little. And uh, I've been surprised at how, even though my son has played some really advanced games on his Xbox and uh, you know even on the PC, uh, playing old arcade games, he still really enjoys them. So there's something timeless about that. I I definitely uh, agree with that. I think that's why um, it's viewed as as nostalgia, but I don't think that's really what it is. I think there really is um, a, a certain level of the games themselves are timeless. There's not... They may be significantly simpler, both in concept and in graphics, for sure, from, say, a Call of Duty today, but there's... They're just fun. There's not the stress and frustration that comes along with World of Warcraft or, you know, whatever. <laughs> There's, it's just it's just silly fun. Yeah, I also feel like the control... I mean, you can play these on a modern controller, and we have, but I think the controls are part of the fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we have... We have at the... Uh, we have at the office someone uh, from Tom's Guide got sent to them a what is the name of that one arcade um, one of those retro systems that you build. Uh-huh. It is not a Raspberry Pi system as far as I can tell. It just it has like five games on it. It's like Centipede and Millipede, and it has it's a trackball system. Like you got to that's what you've got. You okay. don't have a joystick. And I remember that so fondly, like, it's the trackball that made the game. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not the same playing Centipede with a joystick. It's not the same playing Asteroids with a joystick. Yeah. So. Because one, one of the things that we've we've talked about on some of our other shows is, one of, you know, one of the things that makes art interesting is the limitation. Um whether it be yep. self-imposed or whatever, um, you know, doing doing a complex thing just in uh, charcoal or you know whatever, it's it's the limitation that makes art interesting. And it wasn't self-imposed; it was a it was a technological imposition of of a limitation on on games at the time. You know the the idea of of a system being able to respond to, you know, 16 inputs with precision was not possible at the time. I mean, now we can do it in a $25 Raspberry Pi, but at the, at the time, a multi-thousand dollar arcade game, arcade machine wasn't going to be able to respond to the kind of input that we use today. So... There were there were input limitations. There were there were processor limitations. All kinds of things, and I think I think it's those limitations that made the art form made the the games more interesting. Yep. So the name the name of the uh, just to clarify the name of the company that makes stand up arcade machines, which you can which you can buy and put together, is Arcade One Up. Um, but uh, if you want to build. If you if you want to build the little arcade machine I have here, that is a Piecade from Pie Maroni, um, and that's available on on Amazon and wherever uh, wherever Raspberry Pi stuff is sold. Uh, I also recommend even if you don't necessarily want to buy the whole cabinet, 
they make kits that will make it easy for you to make a box like this uh, so you don't have to drill holes like I did, which was the most time-consuming thing, and, um, and come with all the parts you need. So at least you can hook that up to a TV and control it from there. Of course, having the screen built in is definitely a big plus in giving mm-hmm. you more of that arcade experience uh-huh. that I think and I think we all want to have. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely recommend uh, checking it out. There's a lot of competing, competing kits on Amazon. If you look for arcade joystick or arcade kit, um, you can find a million different kinds of buttons. Um, you know, I, and I definitely went through a few different kinds when building this. Some of them I like the click of better than the others, I'll tell you. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it's all in the service of, like, getting back that great experience that I had that I had when I was, like, 10 years old going to the arcade. And uh-huh. now you can go to Dave & Buster's or some modern arcade, but they don't have that many retro machines. Yeah. So more things are, are kind of designed for, you know, more serious type of games like my son was asking me where when can we go to a retro arcade and i was like i don't know where there's a retro arcade you know i not not around here i don't i don't see any so like you know it's it's not necessary i mean there's a few places in the world where you can but you know you if you really want to have that old-fashioned arcade experience that there's nothing like you might have to get get something and put something together in your house well, when it comes to retro arcades, they I, I have seen them start popping up um, recently. We've got two that I know of here in our local area um, that have that have popped up just in the last like year and a half, two years. Uh, but they tend to not be aimed at kids. They tend to be aimed at you and I. They they're oftentimes bars um, that have a whole bunch of retro. Uh, arcade machines. When I was in uh, New Orleans for Collision last year, uh, I met up with a friend from our uh, South Florida convention scene who's in the Coast Guard there, and uh, we went to a barcade, and it was a whole bunch of retro arcade machines that we got to play around with at a at a bar restaurant thing. It was a really interesting experience and it was all right. Well, almost entirely all retro stuff, which was a tremendous amount of fun, but obviously that's not the kind of environment we're probably going to take a seven year old to, but I know that there are other, uh, we've got one in the area that's just like a primarily like a pinball place and they've got a bunch of them and they're, they're targeted at kids and they've got retro machines too. So it's possible that I mean, you could have one in your area. I just wouldn't know how to find it. Yeah, I mean, I was Google. I was googling this. Apparently, there was a convention the other day, uh, a re- <laughs> like a retro gaming convention that lasted for two days, and you could go there. But that was that was a temporary thing. So yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's somewhere, but I think for most people, the way you're going to get to share this experience with your kids yeah. is uh, <laughs> to find a way of building a system. Uh, so. Uh, what I will say is, obviously, there are a lot of resources online, but uh, I do have an article for those who want to try it on the, who are having difficulty and want to try uh, running, uh, doing emulation on the Raspberry Pi 4. They have a Raspberry Pi 4. They want to get the emulation running. Uh, you can check, you can look on tomshardware.com. We have it uh, in our nav under under Raspberry Pi in the top nav. 
uh, how you can do uh, em emulation on the on the four. Um, on the three, it's so easy. All you really have to do is go to retropie.org uh, and follow the instructions there. That obviously makes it way easier. But you know, if you're trying to prepare for the future and you get get the new hardware, it's it's nice that there's some uh, yeah some help from you out there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I expect within within I check every day. It's been like two months that we people have been waiting for official support. I, it's got to be any time within the next like three, four weeks that that there'll be an official version of RetroPie. But the the people, the volunteers who do RetroPie are very cagey about it. They won't, you know, they don't want to give a timetable or mm -hmm. anything like that. They don't want to so, commit to something. On the other hand, if I, they don't want to commit yeah. to something that have something come up in their personal lives and not be yeah, able to, yeah. to uh, fulfill that commitment. And then they look silly and yeah, I understand. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but everyone's waiting with bated breath because, you know, lots of people are buying the new pies as, as they should. And, um, and so they want to be able to run an emulation on it. Makes sense. Well, as always, Avram, I love, hearing about the projects that you're working on and all of that stuff. Cause you, you've been working on some really fun stuff and I really love the, the retro arcade stuff. I've been looking at a, uh, I've been wanting to do a, uh, raspberry Pi uh, game setup, and I found a 3d print, uh, model for a Nintendo 64, a miniature Nintendo 64 body <laughs> that I think oh, yeah. oh, is yeah. what I want to do. Oh, they sell those. They you don't need a three D print. They sell they sell it the the case on Amazon for like twenty five bucks. Mm -hmm. That makes it look like a Nintendo sixty four, or at least it makes it look like an SNES. Um, so you can get cases that look like that no pro no problem, uh, and you can get controllers that look like original Nintendo controllers. Uh huh. Um, and you can even, if you're worried about the whole emulation thing, you can actually get uh, USB cartridge readers um, and literally read right off the original cartridges. So there all, all kinds of uh, interesting and unique ways of doing it. Uh, so it, it's, there's a lot of fun to be had in that space, I think. <laughs> well, uh, like I said, thanks for... Uh, for uh, talking about what it takes to, to get it done, and I look forward to what we talk about next.